0: Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. It's so good to be with you and just making sure that you are not like thunder deaf, all right? We have some storms going on around us, and uh, in the last service, uh, we uh, actually had some anthems that really were perfectly placed with some of the points of my message. So I really felt like, uh, you know, it was like God's giving me a high five, you know, Only God does not, he does not observe our social distancing, right? Thankful for that, that God is still intimate, that God still comes near to us. But we understand that we are keeping our distance, we're doing our thing, and uh, we are so glad that you chose to be with us, whether you're here in Florence or at our Lawrenceburg campus. Let's welcome all of them this morning. We're glad you're there. And then all of you that are watching online around the world, I was getting uh, some messages this morning already from people, different states and different places that are watching online. So we are glad for all of you that are watching online with us today. My name is Chili Chilton. I'm one of the pastors here. I have the opportunity to uh, kind of do several different things. But one of the things I love to do is I get to direct our um, faith summit school of ministry and so that is a uh, a program that we have here to develop leaders and ministers through our church um, we have so many people involved in helping us teach it and and raise up leaders but really if you are a young person you know 18 to 24 and and uh, kind of considering a lot of different things Or maybe you're just graduated And, and you're in that gap year And you're kind of wondering what what's next for you Or maybe because of COVID You're not sure what's next for you And some of those choices Well, we want to encourage you to consider Faith Summit As just taking a year of your life And sewing it back into the work of the Lord And getting your foundation, getting your discipleship Getting things in order And then going on from there So if you have any interest in that Visit our website, I go faith.com forward slash school. And uh, we have our information and online uh, registration is now up and active on there if you're interested in that. Well, today I have the opportunity of sharing the Word of God with you. And I have to tell you, I'm excited. I'm excited every time we open God's Word, because every time we open God's Word, we meet with God. And every time we meet with God, our life has changed, right? So I'm excited about that today. I wonder how many of you would consider yourself, you know, gardeners or you have a green thumb. How many of you? Just raise your thumb up, in fact, if you are a gardener. Just let me see those thumbs, all right? There's not many of you, all right? So I was on Facebook this week trying to find farmers markets and things because I'm still fairly new to the Shoals area. And so I was saying, you know, where's the best place for produce? And thank you, all of you that responded. You gave us so many good options. And uh, somebody on there said, hey, you live in Alabama, grow your own vegetables. (laughs) And I said, I would not want to deprive the farmers of my money. All right, so otherwise... we would go hungry because I cannot grow vegetables. I am not good at that. I'm not good at all of the, you know, doing my beds. And If you have just a calling to that, see me afterwards. I'll let you have full reign of my, my, my beds, and you can just make them look fantastic, you know, pro bono, I'm sure, and, and, and just do it with a little sign out front and say, you did this for me. Um, but really, I, I want to talk about the, how we s- sow seeds, now, I may not be a good gardener, but I know how to spread grass seed because what I've learned about grass seed is this. It'll go anywhere, all right? Like this this year, I had a little erosion and we filled in some dirt in my front yard and then we put it in the grass and covered it in straw and that started growing. And then I kept looking at that grass seed bag in my garage and I thought, I wonder where else I can grow grass seed, you know? So I just picked up the whole bag and before I knew it, it was empty. I had just gone around my yard and just said, see if it'll grow in a stump. You know, let's let's see if it'll grow over here. It, you know, and some of you know this about grass seed. If it gets a chance, it'll grow in your gutters. It'll grow where you don't want it. It'll be in your beds. It'll be in the cracks. Grass seeds is one of those things. It just grows and grows and grows. And I kind of look at grass seed like the way that I see Jesus when he talks about the gospel and, th- and sowing seeds. Because You know, if if we'll throw them, they will grow. If we will throw, they will grow. If I will throw, it will grow. Try it with me. If I will throw, it will grow. Let me hear you out there online. If I will throw, it will grow. You are louder than in-house right here. So I want to talk about the story that we find in Luke chapter 8. It's also in two other gospels. And it is a parable of Jesus, a story that he tells to all of us. And uh, basically this morning, I just want to throw some seeds. I want to throw some seeds your way. I want to help you get a heart for throwing seeds. And uh, I want us to believe that this week, we're going to see things grow that we didn't think we're going to grow, because God is good. Amen? All right. So it it picks up in Luke chapter 8, and I want to pick up at verse 5. This is Jesus speaking, telling this story, this parable. Says A farmer went out to plant his seed, and as he scattered it across his field, some seed fell on a footpath, where it was stepped on, and the birds ate it. Other seed fell among rocks. It began to grow, but the plant soon wilted and died for lack of moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns that grew up with it and choked out the tender plants. Verse 8 Still other seed fell on fertile soil. And this seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as it had been planted. You see, Jesus knew that most of the people in the crowd would sell would be like, Wow, great story, you know, and, and move along with their lives. So in, in he he says something else here. In fact, it says, shouting or lifting his voice, he said, Anyone with ears should listen and understand. Go ahead and check. You have any? I got like dumbo ears, all right? So I, I should really be able to hear all of this. But you got ears, and you should listen and understand. And don't just understand what you think you're reading. I think that's when, when we're studying the word of God and, and we're opening God's word. We need to ask God what it tells us about him, what it tells us about us. We need to say, what are you speaking to me? And that's what we're doing today. So we look at this story and go, it's not that complicated. The sower is Jesus, and he's throwing out the seeds of the good news, or the gospel. So he's spreading the good news. And eventually, we become that sower, and we are asked to do the same thing. But that's who it is, Jesus scattering his seed. his The, the word of God is his seed, and generously, it ends up on four different kinds of terrain. And uh, You know, some lands, we we read, it lands on the side of the road. All right, it's hard. And you can imagine back in those times, it's Palestinian ground. And and so people have been trafficking. Animals have been trafficking. There's been carts coming up and down. The ground is hard. And so the seed kind of bounces along. And maybe a bird comes along and takes it away. Or someone sweeps it up, and it's gone. And then some land on the rocks. And it says, you know, how it gets down in there. But it can't get all the way to the soil so it doesn't get very deep roots says others is thrown where there's thorns and the thorns grow up with it and eventually we know that about weeds weeds grow so much better than our flowers don't they it's like we grow flowers and like they don't grow well a weed we can't stop from growing they just grow but they choke it out they choke out the good things and so we read these first three groups of seed die, and then the seed planted in the good soil, it takes root, and it produces 100 times more. I was thinking about that the other night because we followed up. I, I went with our leads. We got some delicious produce, had one of those all-veggie meals, you know, with the corn on the cob and the sliced cucumbers and sliced tomatoes. And not that sound good, Right. And uh, so we were enjoying it, but I was thinking that that corn is so good and sweet. But one little kernel that gets into the right spot, there's that whole stalk. And that whole stalk, how many kernels are on just one ear, let alone so many ears of corn on there? It produces so much. And I think when we read this story in the gospel, it's so easy to say, I want to be good soil. God, I want to be good soil. I want to be soft soil. I want to be soil that you can plant in that. And God, make me good soil. Or we say, you know what? So-and-so, they're straight up rocky soil. You know? Or we we say, you know, that's just it, you know? So-and-so, he would love the Lord if it wasn't for his friends. But his friends make him stumble. His friends are like those, those thorns. They get them, they suck the life out of them. Or maybe your kid's the thorn. You know, like we, we, we like to assign people to those things. You know, that person's really hard, and so I, I don't even try with them anymore. They're this hard. They push me away. And some are like, well, and that's how this one is, man. I don't get around them because every time I get around them, they are some of those people that just suck the life out of you. You ever said that about anybody? Sure you have. So you're like, ah, you know, that's somebody else's mission field. I'll stay here looking for the soft ground. But I've never seen you know, a, a farmer going along planting seed, even here in Alabama, and there, there are big trucks and, and machines planting seed, and you don't see them like every 10 feet, stop it, get out, look at the dirt, and go, any rocks in here, any hard ground in here, any thistles, any thorns? Oh, no, okay, let's go, go another 10 feet. We don't do that. We just throw so much seed down. That we just believe something's going to get through. Something's going to take root. Something's going to grow and grow and grow. See, if we're not careful, we make this parable the parable of the soil and not the parable of the sower. But that's not what Jesus calls it. And I bet for most of you, you've read that so many times. And maybe the preacher, maybe when you were studying it, you just thought it was a study on soil. But Jesus doesn't call it the parable of the soil. He calls it the parable of the sower. The the message in this message today, in this story, is not so much about what's the condition of your heart right now, but are you willing to do whatever it takes to see people come to know Jesus Christ? Are we willing to spread it anywhere? Are we willing to be obedient to go farther Because Jesus said earlier in Luke chapter 5, he said healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. In other words, my paraphrase, if there's a chance, I'm throwing some seed in there. That's Jesus. He's like, I'll throw it in a leper colony. I'll throw it in a temple full of Pharisees. I'll throw it on the seaside with some uneducated fishermen. I'll throw it in vineyards. I'll throw it in cities. I'll throw it in the country. I'll throw it with one person at night on my back porch. I'll throw seeds wherever I can, whenever I can, as much as I can, as long as I can do it. Because that is what this story is about. It's about whether I will sow, whether I will give, whether I will put out the good news? Or do I have preconceived ideas and notions about who should get it and who shouldn't? Who's ready for it and who isn't ready for it? Oh, I'm so glad that Jesus didn't wait for me to be ready for it, right? Didn't Jesus, the first time the gospel started working in you, you may have been a bit rocky. You may have been a little bit hard. You may have been kind of caught up with friends Or money or things of this world and you started getting seeds something started to get into you something started to to break through I love that because Christ makes it clear here he came to rescue sinners his purpose is to bring salvation to everyone everyone that's why he came so the meaning of this parable is pretty simple twofold real meaning here and and we see here in in verse 11 that jesus says the seed is god's word so we get that the seed is the gospel the seed is the good news the great news all right so we get that and then what's the purpose then number one to show that christ came to share his love and truth with everyone come on say everyone That's who he came to share it with. In fact, this one wouldn't be reached if he didn't come for everyone. You know, and I want us to understand that it's not always just the candidate, the wide-eyed person that says, finally, I'm open to Jesus. I think most of us have testimonies where Jesus started doing the work long before we were really open, long before we were really ready, long before we were smooth and, and had deep soil and ready to grow multiple we're just trying to get one kernel out of the ground. But then that changes us into wanting more. And that's the second reason for this parable. The second reason he spoke this parable is to help us Christians identify the kind of the condition of our heart and see how this soil impacts the way we serve God and others. See, he talks about these four soils because he knows That's the soil that this generous Lord throws seed into. Why would you throw it into a stump? Why would you throw it into that rocky air? Why would you throw it over there? I want to see if anything will grow. I think something could grow there. I want to see what will happen if I throw it there. Why would you throw it with all those smelly fishermen? I want to see if something happens in that Peter. I want to see if something grows out of that dude. It would. It would. And I think God shows these kinds of dirt. It's because after we're saved, it's usually the condition of our heart that determines whether we ever tell anybody about Jesus. Because we go back to being hardened, cynical, broken, distracted. We discount ourselves. We think, I'm not ready. And then we get it into our head and we start deciding that about everyone else. Oh, they're not ready. They can't have it. They, they would just push it away. They just wouldn't let it in. My job's not to condition whether you're going to take it in or not. My job's just to keep throwing it. I can't determine whether it's going to go, but if I don't throw it, I'm accountable to God. I'm here to present the gospel to you today. I believe there's already people in the kingdom of God today because we started this morning throwing seeds in the first service. And I believe that even now that God is beginning right now in this room, right now where you're seated, right now in homes all over the world, God's beginning to drop seeds in you, and you're beginning to think, well, maybe I'm not unreachable. Maybe, maybe something can get in. Maybe my hurt is not keeping God's love out. And that's the truth. Nothing can keep God's love out. So we got to get ornery. We got to get determined. We got to get kind of like I'm not going to be stopped. Jesus grabs that grass seed or he grabs that gospel and he goes, "Take that." And you're like, pff, pff, "Get that out of my mouth." You know, that's how it is. You like he's going to throw love at you whether you want to be loved or not. Sometimes when people get most irritated at you are because you're so loving. Stop loving me. I can't. I'm going to just keep loving you. I like that. You're so rude. Not really. I just want you to know Jesus. just want you to know Jesus. So here's some declarations from my heart. And I'm going to say them, and then I'm going to ask you to repeat them to someone who's at a safe social distance from you. Because we want to do this right. I don't want to bring any reproach on any of you or myself. But I want you to tell you, these are declarations that I get up in the morning and I say these things. Because they keep me throwing seed, no matter who I'm going to face, no matter what I'm going to see. Number one is, if you hang around with me, you're going to hear about Jesus. That's just it. If we go out to coffee, which is always a good idea, all right? I'm always ready to get my turbo on, all right? So I just want you to understand that. that We go out to coffee, though, you're going to hear about Jesus. You go down to Turbo Coffee, downtown Florence, ask them if they know Chili Chilton. And they'll tell you two things. That dude loves coffee. That dude loves Jesus. Hopefully, that's us talk about Jesus even more than coffee. But I spend time there every week telling people how much Jesus loves them. I try to get anywhere I can to tell them that Jesus, if you hang out with me, we're not talking about politics the whole time. We're not talking about this issue or that issue or this work or that family situation. Now, we may talk about those things, but I want you to know I'm always working you. It's like looking for my opening. You know, Jesus loves you. How'd you get that in here? Just throwing seed, throwing it in there. If you hang around me, you're going to hear about Jesus. Come on, just say that to someone. Say it in the air if you need to. All right, there's like five of you that follow instructions. That's all right. Second thing is this. If you bring your problems to me, I'm going to pray. All right, just take that into your head here. If you bring your problems to me, I'm going to pray. I'm not going to WebMD, all right? I'm not going to try to imagine the very worst scenario that I've ever heard of anybody with your symptoms. Oh, you got a headache? That's a tumor. You know, oh, your back hurts. Oh, I bet it's totally out of alignment. You probably got a ciscar there. I'm just going to say, well, can I pray for your back? Can I pray for your headache? Isn't it weird? People ask us for medicine and not prayer. That tells you that they see you as a medicine cabinet, and not a miracle worker. Let's flip the script on that, all right? If you keep casting seeds of hope and seeds of love, they'll start asking you for the right things. People will stop coming to you for things anybody can give them, and they'll start coming to you for things that only God can give them, miracles. But go ahead and start. Somebody say, I got a headache. Do you have ibuprofen? I do. But you have to take what I also have first, and we'll see how that goes. If the headache's bad, they will. If it's not, they'll move on to somebody else. That, you know, do you have ibuprofen? Do you have anything close to ibuprofen? I'll take a Tylenol. I'll take a Midol. <laughs> but if they really need a healing, they'll come to you and say, I'm going to pray for you. And you know what? You can do it from six feet away. <laughs> All right? Some of you are like, i got to lay hands on you. No, you don't. Not right now. And for whatever, you, whoever you are, don't diagnose people COVID. There's plenty of that and they should get checked and all that, but don't you like, you know what that probably is. Yeah, you're not the fear doctor. You're the seed thrower. So if you come to me with a problem, I'm gonna pray for you. If you, come, you hang out with me, I'm gonna talk about Jesus. Third, when I encounter hate, I'm gonna love. Here's the truth. Haters are going to hate. If you don't want to encounter haters, don't go on Facebook. Otherwise, you're just addicted to the drama. You're you know, just like, I just need a little hate up in my life today. I need to just see some drama. I need somebody that's going to say the most ridiculous political thing I've ever heard in my life. And you're just on there like 10 seconds. You're like, there, that's perfect. All right, Now I can comment on it and join the insanity See, the Bible says, don't talk so much. You know, people will, won't, won't think you're that naive. Or it says, even a fool seems wise when they keep their mouth shut. Or their fingers still, depending on how you talk. When you encounter hate, I'm going to love. Just love people. I hate this. I love them. I pray for them. Oh, that's because you're this. No, no if it was somebody different i'd love them and pray for them too my best answer my best game is love i learned it from jesus who loved me while i was yet a sinner he loved me while i was messed up mixed up thorny rocky broken down played out he found me he loved me so hey you hang around me you're going to hear about jesus you you bring problems i'm going to pray you you encounter when i encounter hate i'm going to love and third fourth when I find broken and lost, I'm going to serve them. Just going to serve people. It's hard to hate somebody serving you. You know? It's hard to hate somebody who, when somebody goes out of the way for you. Serve people. It, it opens the door. Serving is the back door to success. It's the back door to love. It's, it lets you in places that maybe the preachy part won't ever get you in. Service will get you in. You know, said to have a sign in our house, backdoor guests are best. You know, like the, those kind of people in your life that know. Man, they, they serve you. They, they, they can come in the back. They can, they can sit down with you. Friends, this is what throwing seed is. It's Jesus. It's love. It's prayer. It's serving. And we need this. We need this. So now let me just take a few minutes and identify that soil and how it relates to what we're doing. Because we get it now, right? What I want you to get more than anything is, God wants me to throw seeds. Do we all get that? Okay. Now let me show you. Now looking at the soil, what stops us from doing it effectively? That's what I want you to get next. Here's the fact: you got to know the word in order to sow the word. (laughs) Remember, it said in verse eleven that the seed was God's word or the good news. You got to know the word. Read it every day. In fact, don't just read it, need it. All right, get up in the morning, spend time in the Word. Ask God to prepare you with His Word. Let God's Word become real in your life. And the Holy Spirit jumps in and He starts reminding you of things you've read and bringing it to the surface. It's great when that happens. And then once you have the Word of God and you're ready to just start throwing, and you see, that's what stops me, Pastor Chili, because I don't know God's Word well enough. If you're saved, you know it well enough. Because all you have to say is, I was lost, now I'm found. That's the story of the gospel. I was dead, now I'm alive. I'm alive! That's the story of the gospel. Now, we need to grow that story. But anyone, today, when you meet Jesus, if you haven't met Jesus yet, you're going to meet him in a few minutes. And then your next assignment is to throw that seed on somebody today. All right? You can start immediately sharing the love of God. So some seed fell on the footpath. All right, so this, if you want to take like literal words, what is the footpath like? It's people who are hard and jaded. Anybody like that before Jesus saved you? Yeah, you know, like hard and jaded, you know, this is the in one ear, out the other crowd. You imagine that Middle Eastern road, again, hard, and and the, the seed just kind of bounces away. You know, it just falls and it disappears. It means we don't take God's word seriously. That's what that soil's like. It's like, I don't take it seriously. I'm hard. I'm jaded. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you say God loves me and he's going to give me a perfect life. I didn't say he's going to give you a perfect life. I going to bring his perfection to your imperfect life. All right? Doesn't mean you're not going to have difficulties. In fact, it says, in this word, you, world, you will have trials and tribulations. But take heart, I have overcome the world. So the overcomer, the perfect one, comes in, but he doesn't make your life perfect. So you don't have permission to get all hard and jaded when something bad happens in your life or you get laid off or something goes on wrong when mon- many times even we contribute it. And we get in that, oh, if God loved me, he'd give me a perfect life. If God gave you a perfect life, you'd stop talking to God. If you didn't have some need, if you didn't have some areas, you'd just kind of get full of yourself. You'd kind of take them for granted. So even the things we suffer are gifts for us to stay close to Jesus and to keep growing with Jesus. So if you're the people who, you know, you're like the footpath, you're hard and jaded, don't stay like this. Don't stay like this. Don't let your offense be the reason that you keep people at a distance. You know, the reason you're offended is because you can be. So choose to not be and give people the benefit of the doubt. You say, that's just naive. Great, but that's on them, not on you. Somebody's continually loving me when I think I'm being a jerk and they just keep being loving to me. I start feeling that, and they don't. See, that's what I mean. Keep loving. Keep, don't stay hardened. After you meet Jesus, don't become that way because you'll stop giving the seed out. You're hard and dirty because maybe someone in your family, someone you've witnessed to all the time, do any of you ever have like that top 10 list of people you want to know Jesus? I think that list is great, but if you hold God to that list, you'll be disappointed because sometimes God wants to reach somebody not on your list first so that somebody on your list sees that and they come to you about it. When I was a high schooler, that's what it was like for me. I had a list, my top 10 Holy Spirit hit list. Those are the 10 kids I wanted to know Jesus in my high school. And God started saying, "Minister to the special needs kids in your lunchroom," and I started going over and helping them drink their milk or or cleaning up their table. And these guys would go, "Why do you do that?" I think that's pretty cool what you do over there. And I said, "That's just Jesus. I just want I, I want them to know Jesus, and who else is going to do it for them?" And my friends would eventually come to know Jesus, but not in the order I wanted. So don't become hard and jaded because God's not playing it. And letting you be the author. Because he's the author and the finisher of our faith. Second thing is, some seed fell among the rocks. That is the cynical and the doubtful. (laughs) Did Jesus find you like that? You ever encounter anybody cynical or doubtful? Yeah, me too. These people know the Word of God, but when they're tested, they collapse because they have no root. They're planted. They're not planted deep enough in the soil, so God's word hasn't become their true foundation. So it's that superficial faith that springs up. I want to be involved. I want to go to grow you. I want to be on a serve team. But when the heart heat comes, just like to a seed in the middle of the day, the small seedling, it kind of just dies because of lack of soil and water. I want to get involved. I want to be involved with everything. Then you got to grow roots you got to get after it. you got to ask God to take you deeper so that you can bear fruit. You know, I was talking with our uh, faith college leadership team at my house the other day, and it's like, man, we got to get rooted so we can be fruited. You know, no root, no fruit. But if we grow deep roots, then we can bear much fruit. And that's our goal, and I think that's God's goal for us. It says, now the other seed fell among the thorns that grew up with it. I call this the posers and the wannabes. now we don't have any in this church but other churches do they hear the word they do nothing with it they know the word but don't truly accept it they teach it but don't practice it they know how to dance the dance between secular and sacred and they can do it either they're really good in both worlds as long as you don't let worlds collide you know, you ever been with people? I have, you know, some of my students I run into. I used to tell my students, if you're struggling and you walk with Jesus, don't go anyplace in public because I'll find you. All right? And they'd be at the mall with their secular friends, and I'd be like, hey, who is this? These are high school friends, so they know you're a Christian. Some of you look at me like, that would be a really jerk thing to do. No, that's what love does, and it doesn't prefer whether you think I'm a jerk or not. I want you and your friends to know Jesus more than I want you to like me. That's the difference of being a true youth leader. Being a true parent. Is that we're going to do what's best for people. Not what's popular for ourselves. Thorns do that. They come up. They choke us. And we start choosing riches and pleasures and popularity and toys. Over spending time with Jesus. You know some people have loved this COVID season of church because we can hear it when we want it, how we want it, and do nothing with it and still feel good about ourselves. I'm praying for COVID to be healed and for us to come back together. As the word of God says all the more often as the day of evil approaches because we need each other, not just in corporate worship and in times like this, but we need people to get in our life to go get out there and start sowing seeds again. Get going. We need accountability. We need a push. We need that gathering point. And sometimes we forget because we're like, this ain't bad in my pajamas. This isn't bad on the beach. And we're glad you're watching on the beach and in your pajamas. But please, at some point today, get dressed and tell somebody that Jesus loves them. Amen? All right. I'm almost done. I promise. You see, what I'd love to know is this. Jesus is the Lord of the harvest. Paul said, you know, he said, my friend Apollos, he can water, I can plant, but God makes it grow. God makes it grow. God's the God Lord of the harvest. If we'll just scatter seeds, if we'll just plant and water. So here's the deal. Jesus loves all kinds of people right where they are, and his word can reach them all. His word can reach them all. We wouldn't be here if his word couldn't reach us all. And it can. So here's what I'm declaring this morning. I'm throwing seed, which is great news, every chance I get in every direction I can, with all the love I've got until Jesus says stop. Anybody with me on that? Come on, say it with me. I'm throwing seed, great news, every chance I get in every direction I can with all the love I've got until Jesus says stop. One more time, I'm throwing seed, great news, every chance I get in every direction I can with all the love I've got until Jesus says stop. So look out, hard and jaded, because seed's coming. Seed's coming. I'm bringing it. I don't know if I like this right now. Well, it's coming, so you better close your eyes and your mouth. Oh yeah, that hurt. Because I love you. I love you. Is that a tear? No, it's a seed in the eye. Deal with that. God loves you. I'm coming after you. And I want us to begin to declare these things. Get ready, cynical and doubter. Get ready for all of you that are doubtful, all of you that are cynical. It's about to rain seed all over your pity party. Look out, Facebook. We're coming. I just got so unfriended right now. (laughs) I probably unfriended you first. You You're a hater or you put one too many math quizzes. Unfriended. (laughs) But I'm coming. I don't care if it's in person, if it's online. Wherever God finds me today, I'm going to share the love of Jesus. Always. Heads up, posers and wannabes. True seeds are about to bring life your way goodbye depression isn't that awesome goodbye because i'm here to say you hang around with me i'm going to talk about jesus you bring your problems i'm going to pray i'm gonna to pray for you you bring hate i'm going to love you you have needs i'm going to serve you because this is how we throw seeds It's not just preaching at people and telling them they're going to hell. It's telling them you found life when you were rocky and jaded, when you were starving, when the things of this life were choking you out. So we got to look at all that soil and go, even when I get saved, I don't want that soil to come back in. I don't want to be a Christian who just talks about my zealous days like they were only my young days. No way. I won't let that happen. I say that often. I got like this Peter Pan thing going on for me, minus the tights. Praise Jesus. I'm not getting old because I got a job to do that started when God saved me at 17. And I'm not going to stop till Jesus says stop. And he's going to say stop when I see him face to face. And I won't even know. And he'll just go, "Chilly, stop. Jesus. Just in case, it's not you, Jesus. threw Just a little bit of seed on you. Say, you, Jesus, man, I want to get there. And those of you that are ready for the word of God, we should be producing a hundredfold. Don't limit what God can do through your changed life. That's our testimony. Paul was a murderer. God changed his life. Peter didn't even have an education. God changed his life. He can do it in you. He's done it in me. So this morning, I want to close by giving you a chance to meet Jesus. I've been throwing seed at you all morning, and I've got to at least give it a chance to take root in your life. So I'm going to ask you today, if you're any of those conditions, but you'd say, Pastor, I'm ready to give Jesus my life. Not after COVID. Not till I figure out when we're going back to school. Not till I figure out how the work's going to work out. Not till I figure out all of these other things. We are in the weirdest time ever. But in the weirdest time ever, I think people are more open to hearing the good news than ever before. Let's flip the script. Let's turn this weird season that we're in into the opportunity that God gave us. And just so. So, you know, maybe they won't accept it. But maybe they will. And maybe someone that this church maybe would have missed before we're now doing more online content than we've ever done in the history of this church. And we're not going to stop even when COVID's over. It's pushed us to another level. It's pushed us to another opportunity so that more people can know Jesus. We won't always see them here, and they won't always have the faith church sticker on the back of the car, but we'll see them in heaven. And they go, "I was part of faith Church." but I was in Uganda. You know, I was in France, I was in South Africa, I was in Brazil, the gospel reached me. Or maybe you were right here. So if you're here right now and you would say, Chile, honestly, I'm not producing anything out of my life that's good. Maybe I gotten hard, maybe I got jaded, maybe I just got tired and I wanna give my life to Jesus. I want you to take your hand like a little grass blade and push through everything and just raise your hand. So I just need to get things right with Jesus this morning. Would you do that online today as well? Would you do that in Lawrenceburg today as well? You said, what's the deal about raising my hand? It's the deal of not raising your hand. Just take your hands off what belongs to God, you. And just say, yeah. Anybody else? All right. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I want us all to pray this prayer with me today. Because if you already know Jesus, then I want you to pray it with me as practice for when you're going to lead someone to Jesus this week. Because you're going to sow seeds now. But if you raised your hand, or even if you didn't, pray this prayer and mean it. And Jesus will come into your heart right now in this place and begin a fresh start. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you. Say that. For your son, Jesus Christ. And I pray right now that you would come into my heart and you would forgive me of all my sin. I believe Jesus lived a sinless life and died on a cross for me. I believe he rose from the dead. So with my heart I believe and my lips I profess that Jesus is savior and Lord. From this moment forward Jesus grow life in me and produce life through me. I give you my everything from this moment forward. In Jesus' name, Amen.